This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Talking Devils the leading independent Manchester United podcast. I'm Paul, and this is the United Before Fergie podcast. Now, before we get started, and I introduce the guest this evening, um, there are many players that epitomise what Manchester United is all about, that you cut them open and they've got United through them. One of those names that comes up many, many, many times is a man called Brian Greenoff. And this evening's podcast is dedicated to Brian so I'd like to welcome his son, Brian Greenoff Jr. Hi, Brian. Good evening. Good evening. And uh, huge red, long time red, lifelong red, should I say, Sue. And yeah. A, a bigger Brian Greenoff fan you will not find. Um, <laughs> good evening, Sue. How are you? Hello. Hi there. Um, but if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, you're watching it live, please subscribe, uh, like, and, and leave comments for us. If you're watching this on the follow-up, Hello. And uh, you can catch us on the audio podcast of your choice, um, which will be uploaded at some point in the next couple of days. So, Brian Greenoff, where do you start with someone like Brian Greenoff? Um, we spoke about this a little while ago, Sue. Um, in my in my head, or certainly not just in mine, but in, in many supporters, underrated is an, is is an expression that comes up an awful lot when it comes to Brian. But he epitomised something about the United spirit. So what was it about Brian that that just drew you to him? What what was it? Well, he gave his all. He gave his all. He gave 150% every game. I mean, he loved United through and through. And he just came through on the pitch. And I think that came across um, anyone who interacted with him on on Twitter, where he was, he was yeah. actually very funny. He was he was very funny on there. But he's great talker. Oh well, one hundred percent. I mean, his love for United was was, was so obvious. I'm not going to say his hatred for others because I think that's a little bit harsh. But he 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 didn't suffer fools gladly, and no. um, 
I, I do just want to digress for just a just a second, if I can. Um, when I started the ninety four Fergie Twitter page, Brian was the first ex Red player from a player's perspective that that understood it and got it. Um, and and I've said it a thousand times on on the social feeds, but I will be forever grateful um, to Brian for 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 just grasping it and and really helping to grow the, the pages and and just the fact that he understood exactly what it was all about and I think he appreciated the fans as much as the fans appreciated him. Brian, would you say that's a, that's a fair assessment? Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think he, he loved interacting through Twitter, so it gave him an opportunity, really. You know, because obviously where we lived in Northern Village, just just in Rochdale, you know, you, you had his friends and all of that, and you know, people would speak to him about football all the time. But actually, Twitter really broadened his horizons to a, to a wider fan base, and also, you know, a lot of people who would have obviously watched him play. Um, a lot of people who had pictures perhaps he'd not seen for God knows how many years of, of him playing or whatever. And, you know, stuff I still see today on Twitter when, you know, whenever it's like a tribute day or something like that. So yeah. I think it's fair to say that Twitter was brilliant for him. He did. He absolutely loved it. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's a real testament to 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 Brian and the, and the players he played with that we're still talking about him, you know, when his career ended 40-some-odd years ago, and he's still hugely revered and hugely popular amongst a section um, of, of United support. And, you know, they, they just seem to be... When we, we spoke with um, Sammy McElroy a, a few weeks ago, There's it seems to be that 70s era, although it didn't... There was, the trophy count wasn't huge, there was just something about United at that time that the fans could relate to, that these players were massively popular then. And to still be hugely popular now is a real testament to this kind of, kind of the, what they gave, the effort and, and they gave out on the pitch. And like you said, Sue, 150% every game, win, lose, draw, came up, left it all out on the park. Um, it's, it's it's just amazing that, that we're still talking about these guys 40, 45 years after you know that team that team ended and i think that will carry on forever as, as long as there are people that can talk about these teams and the younger ones that perhaps remember it through their fathers or through their uncles and brothers and bits and pieces that that will never end and it's it's just a fantastic era to talk about now obviously you born in born in barnsley big tommy taylor fan or a to tommy taylor yeah. inspired him um to, to to come to united um what was it do you know, Brian, about Tommy Taylor that he liked so much? Was it the fact that he played for United or the, because he was a Barnsley lad and big hero and what he achieved? Obviously, it was cut short prematurely. Yeah, well, I think if you, you put those two together, that, that's exactly what he, you know, encapsulated my dad's sort of thoughts on, on Tommy Taylor and United. So, um, And he was he was a great Tommy Taylor as well, weren't he? So, Amazing. Absolutely. So I think, you know, when you put those two together, a Barnsley man, you know, Barnsley, Barnsley lad playing for... You know, the biggest club in the world, then it's hard not to have that as your hero. Yeah, Sue. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, the, the, he's I a smiling assassin. He was, and and he'll he will be a subject of a of a future future podcast. Now he he joined United in August nineteen sixty eight, so three or four months after the the European Cup Cup win. Um, 
He made his didn't make his debut until uh, what September nineteen seventy three, so five or six years later. Um, you know, he joined or he st- he made his debut at a, you know at the right time. That was against Ipswich, but then relegation. So we've got to talk about the relegation season, um, and it is a it's a season that many many United fans go second division but what a season and you and, and brian played a massive part in you know in that so you know but you brian know. even though we went down brian was voted the supporters player of the year yeah you know his, his value to the team was, was was just enormous um so brian when when you know he mentioned about that that, that the relegation season was it in oh what a cracking season it was or you know in the second division what, what was his viewpoint on it do you remember? Um, I think it was Jim Moulton who, who got injured, weren't he? And I think that was yeah, quite a for, for the team. And But I think not so much around what my dad talked about. It was the year after he wanted to talk about more, you know, bouncing back and coming up. And funnily enough, um, you know, some of my wife's family, they all followed that United team. And they were some of the best away days they'd ever had. You know, people going yeah, they went away every single game. There were thousands and thousands of people all over the place they were. And I think that for me was, you know, you, you talked before about, you know, the 70s team being revered and, and obviously well-loved. I don't think there's many football clubs that can have a relegation and then a bounce back and then go to three cup finals and have the fans who still revere him despite the, the relegation. Yeah, and so, and so you were mentioning that during that that yeah. season where they were playing the second division, um, yeah, you visited some interesting places. Yeah, home and away, dies falling down potholes. <laughs> <laughs> but then that was that that was the style of football in the seventies. Um, and like I say Brian got the was it supporters player of the year that yeah. year. Um, I guess when you look at some of the players he was he was surrounded by, so he had Martin Bucken. He had Stuart Pearson, he had Lou Macari, he had Sammy McElroy, he had, you know, some of those really iconic names for United and came away after the season with, with the supporters um, player of the year. It tells you something about the quality of the man. And I, I, know, yeah, and I know Wayne has put in the comments that Brian was a hero to tens of thousands of United fans. Yeah. To me, he was a man who changed my life. He really did, and I'll never forget what he did for me. Uh, I think Wayne, we could probably all um, we, we can all mirror that. Um, now, one of the most iconic images of United through the seventies was your dad, Brian, um, after the seventy-six Cup final, um, with Tommy Dock in his arm round him. Did he say much about that? Did he, or, or was that something that he would rather have not talk about? Uh, only a couple of things that I remember. Number one, it was offside. So, we had um, the videos of, of all the cup finals, mm. um, and you still watch that. And then we, you know, we pressed pause and we, you know, it'd be offside. If it was VAR today, we'd be drawing the lines on the TV and whatnot. <laughs> and I think <laughs> from the, the, other one, the other one was the, um, he had the, the loser's medal, which yeah. he, uh, you know, when he got back to his hotel room, it was one of those where, you know, he throws it on the bed and says, said, you know, next year I'll be having a winner's medal. And I think he was just adamant that that was going to happen. And I think, you know, I think the dock instilled that, to be fair. Yeah. But, you know, you, when you lose and lose the way they did, mm. um, then to bounce back and go and win it the way they did was must have been unbelievable. Well, so you would you would have experienced that? What? Yeah. 
It what, was. What, 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 did, did you feel the way Brian felt, or because I mean, he, he look at the, you look at the picture now. It's he's just distraught, and he's absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I was the same. I think we all thought it was a foregone conclusion, and it was the first time I'd been to Wembley in a cup final, and yes, it was. Well, United were over, overwhelming. Well, United were overwhelming favourites for that final, weren't they? Yeah, um, that's it. Um, and 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 Sammy McElroy touched on it, and he said, "We complacency. We just got a bit of complacent, yeah. because, and that's the danger of a, of a one-off game." But yes, Brian, it'll always be offside. I don't care how. They and then, spin. like the following yeah. year, we were the underdogs. So, and let's talk and about that. Them so, the treble. So, so the following <laughs> year, <laughs> to, Tommy Dot says to the United fans. Don't worry, we're going to go back and win it next year. And no. That's exactly. I don't what think happened. we believed him, but hey. Yeah, why? What? What was it about that series? You perhaps weren't too sure whether he that was going to happen or not. Um, no, I and, think and, it was supporters. We didn't. We thought it was more tongue in cheek. I think, but oh, okay. And I remember got, Brian. Yeah. And Brian got mad. Probably it was our destiny to stop the Scousers winning the treble. Absolutely, quite possibly, uh, but you know we're not going to complain about that, right? Um, no. So Brian got man of the, man of the match, I believe, or was yes. generally seen as, as man of the match. Yeah. Um, but I know it, that was one thing he was exceptionally proud of. Brian was his FA Cup winners medal. Absolutely. I mean, it, if you look at it nowadays, you know it's probably what the third trophy you look for in a season if you're in the Champions League and you're going for the league. But you know. Certainly, when I was growing up in the eighties, and that you know the FA Cup was the one you yeah, wanted. Yeah, that's the big I thing. Think, you know, and it was always the, the showpiece event. And you know, I remember when I was growing up, you'd, you know, the cameras would be outside of team hotels at nine o'clock in the morning. It was very much like that as well in the seventies, weren't it? So you, that yeah. was the big one. Um, and then, especially after the year before, as well, um, and then who you're playing against, and what you know, what Liverpool stood for in the seventies, because I think. You know, from from what my dad used to say to me is that you know Liverpool were the best team in the seventies, but the reality is that United always used to give them a really good game and very rarely yeah. come away, you know, getting beat. We think more often than not they'd have positive results. So, you know, to to beat them at Wembley and stop them winning the treble and then right the wrong of the year before, I think was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I so, say, I mean, over the past couple of weeks, Brian, I've asked the followers on social media to just give their thoughts and their memories about your dad. And I just want to read a few of those out if if I can. So, George Patterson on Facebook uh, loved watching Brian and Jimmy. Those were the days in the Stretford end. David Crowther pretty much mirrors what you said, Sue, that he always gave 100% and played for the badge, which is, as a United fan, that's all you want from a player is, yeah. is, is to leave it all in the park. And if you lose, you lose. If you win, great. That's you it. Know, but, 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 as long but, yeah. as you're blind. That's it. Stephen Norris says his first memory of Brian was as a 10-year-old seeing him crying on the pitch after the 76 Cup final. That made him a red. So he says, thanks, Brian. Uh, Matt Gofton, I became a United fan in 76, age six. Yeah, I remember cry Brian crying, played from the heart um, and a very underrated player. The 76, 70s NFA Cup final was the most, but what a solid player. That comes across pretty much from everyone. Um, how solid he was. There was there was barely a game where he did something wrong and, and and that really endeared him with the effort to the players. Martin Spencer, anyone at St Andrews in 75 when Bright went in goal? And you mentioned this a little bit earlier, Sue, just as we were talking yeah. before we went live. Um, and he made up, he was made up 
to keep a clean sheet with Gordon yeah. Banks being in the crowd. Uh, no pictures seemed to be about of him that night, only Alex walking off with the dock. Um, do you remember that that particular match, Sue? Yeah. So was it did Alex so did Alex get injured and, and he was like right? Yeah, he did get injured, yeah. Brian went in and so Brian was happy to be a clean sheet. I suppose he was just happy playing for United in any position. Yeah, wherever. Yeah. Brian, <laughs> to be fair, he didn't. He played everywhere, didn't he? But um, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, he used to talk about that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> well, he, he played in goal and kept a clean sheet for United. Absolutely, anything, anything like that, or you know, I mean, all his goals started off at twenty yards and they move up to 25, 30, 40. Yeah. Clean yeah. sheets were always touched on. So yeah, he, I think uh, I can't remember. Was it Stepney who got injured? Did, did he do something to his shoulder or something like that, was it? I think so, yeah. Can't remember. But yeah. No, he was particularly many, proud of that. But not but not many players will, will be able to say I went in goal for United and kept a clean sheet during a during a league match. And and, no. and you know, Brian was was one of those. Some um some more comments. Bob Acre says he was allowed to leave too soon. Um and I know that was brought up in his in his autobiography um that he he felt he had so much more to offer United yeah, that um, but the manager at that time didn't fancy him. He had plenty of good football left in him. Uh, Andrew Binding says, interesting how Doc moved him from a midfielder to a centre-half. Great servant to United. I'm surprised it's taken this long for the chant to come up. The clap, 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 mm. clap, 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 Greenoff. And when he had both brothers, Greenoff's here, Greenoff's there, Greenoff's every effing where. Great player, great bloke too. Many years ago, I spoke to him on the phone. Uh, this is Neil Bayard, by the way, from a supporters club uh, do that his brother was at. And Charles Poulis said he was a good friend of mine. Met him and his brother Jimmy in Malta, became close friends. Used to go to his house in Ermston and we used to play backgammon. He came to Malta a lot of times. Last time we met was at Sir Matt's funeral. Um, him and his brother, great, honest, genuine gentleman. You know, to that kind of reveration, if that's a word, I might just made that up. That kind of reverence just really speaks volume of 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 the type of not just the player but the type of man that your your dad was brian i i think that's that just about sums it up you know he that he was so i'm going to use the word adored because that's i know sue you adore him yeah um, and particularly you know and following george best as your idol is that's no mean feat the fact that that that, that he did that but um it's it's just testament to to his his character, I guess, and, and everything that he represented, Brian, that that made him the hero to 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 followers like Sue, supporters like Sue, and and to a generation of of United fans. Um, so a few of the other comments that I've had are, which I'll come to in a sec. Now, goal scoring. He wasn't renowned for his goal scoring, but he scored some belters. I right, and the two. Now the the, the two that that spring to mind are um, the the chip over Ray Clements mm -hmm. in the 1979 um, semi-final and the goal against uh, West Bromwich Albion on that memorable, uh, during the Christmas period in 1978 when United unfortunately got battered by a particularly good West Bromwich Albion side. But he scored an absolute beauty from the edge of the box. We scored like seventeen, I think, in his United career. Yeah. So, Sue, what other what other goals can you remember that Brian chipped in with? 
one down at Chelsea, I think there was. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, any... we, were, we were losing 2 0, I think. Yeah, you mentioned Ajax to me earlier on. The game oh, yeah, Ajax. he was definitely man of the match in that game at Old Trafford when we won 2 0. He got all the headlines for that. Right. Solid. Yeah. And another one I remember was yeah. was the quarterfinals against Wolves in 76. It was an evening game. It was unbelievable in that as well. Did he score in that one as well, Sue? Was it in yeah, the FA Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, got... yeah in, in sorry. The, in, the, in the games that you saw him, did he ever put a foot wrong? In in your in what you remember, not that I can, thought, not oh, that I can think of. No. no, I wouldn't say so. No, and to do that consistently against some of the opposition, you know, look at some of the players yeah. that he would have played against back in the seventies. Look at the the conditions of the pitches that he played against. I mean, just the you know, very very quiet, very unassuming, but you know, just whenever you know the topic of Brian Greenoff comes up. Um, it, it it doesn't get you know people just ne- no one's ever said a a bad word about him. No, you're all. right there. I never thought of it that way. It's just amazing. But Brian, Brian, when he when he spoke about his um his career at United, what were his standouts? What what were the, the parts that he would over and over and over again would would talk about? Um, I think well, look, the cup final definitely stands out. Um, yeah, it also, you know, he still would talk about the Southampton game. Not that the fact that it stood out, I just think that it was for him, you know, it just annoyed him. It was a missed opportunity. And, um, you know, you say he was crying at the end when he with the dot. We used to have that picture hung up in our house, which was, Did you? you know, fully enough. I just remembered it before when he said it. I've never, never got to ask why. I think I'm going to have to ask my mum why that picture. I think it was at the top of the stairs. But, um, the IX game come, came up, you know, we, we've seen that on video. Um, sort of all over the pitch, box to box. You know, had a brilliant game. I think that he absolutely loved that game. Um, I think he always used to enjoy playing against. You know, used to enjoy playing against Wolves. That was my granddad's team. Um, you know, I think he scored at Molyneux away in the yeah, cup as well. Um, the one you mentioned before, Sue. So, yeah. but I, I used to, you know, whenever we used to we used to catch up on that. I, I used to ask like things like you know the training and, and the players what they were like and his roommates and that type of thing. But the, the question I always used to ask him over and over again is what was it actually like, you know, when you come out of that tunnel and the fans are singing your name and I could never get my head around that because obviously I've never done something like that. And he he, he used to say he, he said it was an unbelievable feeling and it gives you such a lift and. You know, the players used to, you know, run out onto the pitch. They used to stand in a line, didn't they, in the centre circle and used to applaud the fans. And then that'd be that. Old Trafford would be bouncing. The atmosphere would be fantastic. They'd be singing the green off chant. You know, and I think, you know, it's things that I could talk to him about things like that, really. Mm. But, you know, I, I know from when I interacted with him on Twitter, his pride at, um, at just having a chant was, for him, that was the payoff. The fact that he was... You know, they were he was popular enough and loved enough to have a, a chant that I mean it could have gone one or two ways to be fair, but it was but if it was and, and that his that was all the love he needed, I think, from from the fans. He knew the fans loved him anyway. 
Um, I've, I've got some other comments, um, Facebook. I know we, we're going to have a relatively short one soon. I know, Brian, you've got to, got to shoot off very, very shortly. Yes, okay. um, we will come back to Brian Greenhoff in a future podcast. So we've not even scratched the surface with Brian yet because I think there's, there's, a, there's so much more to his story than that. So some more, some more comments. Um, these are, again, from Facebook. Um, uh, so Graham Smith, very underrated player. My overriding memory of Brian is him crying after the 76 uh, loss in the cup final and the doctrine consoling him. Uh, Susan Maligan Stranagan, I'm sure that's the wrong 77 FA Cup, putting the dippers in their place. Tom Killeen, this is a good one, used to have a game with him and a few others in Gorse Hill Park. Jimmy Rimmer used to sit behind the goal saying, If Matt finds out how we're playing, he will go bonkers. Great days. <laughs> Uh, John Lawrence had a few tw brief conversations with him on Twitter. He said he was really nice that he replied and he put me right on a couple of facts too. I bet he did. Um, Pryor says Man United through and through, and we've touched on this bit here, who has played his heart out for the club, was a big part of Tommy Dock's brilliant team of the mid-70s. Uh, Paul McCarthy said he played centre-forward versus Rangers in that infamous friendly in March 74 and scored, of course. Uh, Chris McCauley, wholehearted professional, uh, John Waldron, great servant for the Reds. Never forget his mazy run in the 76 semi-final against a star-studded Derby County team. Typical United and probably what we're famous for. We were 2-0 up with about 10 minutes to go. But Greenoff, instead of sitting back with a 2-0, he was going for a third goal. Brilliant club player who only gave 100% every game. Matt Wilcock had a pub just outside my hometown of Hayward. The Hare and Hounds up Norden. Top bloke. Called in a few times. Uh, Martin Spencer posted a picture of him with Brian with his uh, treasured 77 FA Cup final. He was a walking encyclopedia of United in the 70s and a lovely man. Uh, Stephen Melgi Mary said, got sent off at Carlisle in 77, the first player to be sent off with deliberate handball, and I never knew that. Uh, Harold Harold Wigwam, that's a great name, crying after the 76 Cup final. Um, you know, it's there's a real theme there about, you know, what an absolute legend he is and a legend gets thrown around so many times so much these days, yeah, too easy but, these days. but brian has to be in there with without a shadow of a doubt that's you know i and i know we've, we've only really briefly touched on on brian in this in this particular episode but i want to revisit it another time when we can talk about his international career um you know he only got 18 caps for england ridiculously undercapped as far as I'm concerned um, and 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 just dig a little deeper into you know his 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 career and everything else that, that goes on behind that so we're go Brian uh, sorry hang on let's go Sue sum up Brian Greenoff in three words <laughs> challenge I know but go on you can do it oh it just epitomizes everything that should be in a player for United. <laughs> That's more Brian, than three words. <laughs> that, that was more, it's, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Three words was a challenge. I thought he was going to say, I love him, but hey, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, well, we'll I do. But <laughs> I think that goes without saying. Um, yeah. And, and, and Brian, I want to leave you with, with, with the last, the last thought on your dad about his love for United and the United fans love for him. I think the, I think you can definitely tell from the way my dad interacted with people that the fans were a massive part of him from, from a Man United point of view. You know, even after the games, going down to the pub in, in Ermston to see them afterwards and stuff like that, you know, he would interact with them all the time, didn't matter where. He, you know, he'd always have time for people in that respect. 
his favourite subject was obviously United. Um, and I think I think the one thing to remember, you know, you, for us, he's just our dad. And he was brilliant at that too. And I think, you know, um, it's 10 years next week since since he passed away. So, you know, it'll be a difficult few few weeks for the Greenoff family. But, you know, things like this are absolutely brilliant from our point of view. And, you know, every every sort of photo that comes through Twitter, anything that you guys do, it always gets saved in our phones. And, you know, it's something that we'll, we'll always treasure. But, you know, the fans were massive from, from my dad. And, you know, winning the Supports Player of the Year was, you know, I absolutely guarantee it was one of his proudest moments. Fantastic. And we will be doing a dedicated day to your dad next week um, where we can hopefully talk about those those good times and those good memories. Uh, so I think if we, we will, I say, we will, we will revisit this. If you, if you would be so good to come back onto another show in the future when we can pick this up and, and really deep dive um, into it a bit more. So Brian, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on, sir. And Sue, thank you very much indeed for, for your welcome. time as well. Nice so thank you, much, everyone. And Cheers, you Bob. too. Cheers. Thank you very Bye. much. This, is the, this has been the United Before Fergie podcast. Uh, please like and subscribe, leave comments, and we'll be back next Monday with another uh, podcast. Take care, everyone. Have a good week. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.